So there are two massive developments in the world of crime. The first is that cyber criminals have learned if they just refrain from twirling their mustaches, no one will be able to spot them in a lineup. That's devastating for all of us victims. Uh, but much worse than that is that they figured out how to steal your home right out from underneath you. And if uh, they can vanish into thin air with it, they can leave you penniless. In fact, because of the way home title theft works, you could be a victim and not even know it yet. Basically, uh, cyber thieves, they search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title. They forge your signature, stating that you sold your home to them. And then they take out loans using, you know, you got it, your, your equity. Uh, so that's not going to be covered by insurance or your bank or even common identity theft programs. They've just, you know, that's not the, th the type of stuff that they do. They do the, what they do, they do well, but that's, they don't protect you against this. Uh, so protect your most valuable asset. Register your address and see if you're already a victim with uh, uh, with home title lock because they can protect you. Uh, you get a complete title history of your home. It's a $100 value. Absolutely free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Don't get become the victim of the twirly mustache people. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Radio show starts in 10 seconds. I'm very excited. Big announcement was made yesterday in Washington, D.C. I'm sorry, in New York City at the United Nations. We are officially now past the point of no return when it comes to global climate change. So. Woo. Yeah. So I guess there's nothing to do now because uh, we're past the point of no return. It's fantastic. We'll kind of try to help you make sense of the whole world, and we begin in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. I don't know if you've picked up this vibe from me uh, or not lately, but uh, I don't like doing business with a lot of woke co corporations uh, anymore. I'm, I'm really kind of sick of the woke corporations. You know what I'm saying? At this point, I think we should all say, you know, we tried it your way. Your way really sucks. Uh, look at what your way is bringing to the world. Huh? Is that great? Now make some room because there are businesses that share our values and I'd rather give my money to them. What do you think? Patriot Mobile is a great example of this. You get the same cell towers as all the mobile carriers. You get the same great signal. They have customizable plans. They're a lot cheaper. Their customer service is better. They donate to causes that you believe in, not the horrible things like Planned Parenthood. The choice is really clear. Patriot Mobile. Become a member of the team now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation. The offer code is Beck. They always have special discounts for veterans and first responders and for multi-line discounts. Support a company that loves America, shares your values. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Wow. 
Wow, we are. We're the point of no return in a literal sense. Here's President Biden yesterday at the United Nations. This year has also brought widespread death and devastation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from the borderless climate crisis. Mm -hmm. The extreme weather events that we have seen in every part of the world, and you all know it and feel it, represent what the Secretary General has rightly called Code Red red. for humanity. And the scientists and experts are telling us Mm. that we're fast approaching a point of no return in a literal sense. In the literal sense. To keep within our reach the vital goal of limiting global warming to Mm. 1.5 degrees Celsius. Every nation nation. needs to bring their highest possible ambitions to the table when we meet in Glasgow for COP26. I can't wait for COP26. Calling COP26. COP26, come in. I can't wait for that in Glasgow. Uh, He also said that we're all connected. In fact, American freedom is dependent on the rest of the world. Cut 16, please. Through cooperation of multilateral institutions like the United Nations to amplify our collective strength and speed, our progress toward dealing with these global challenges. It is a fundamental truth of the 21st century. Within each of our countries, and as a global community, that our own success is bound up in others succeeding as well. To deliver for our own people, we must also engage deeply with the rest of the world. To ensure that our own future, we must work together with other partners, our partners toward a shared future. Our security, our prosperity, and our very freedoms are interconnected in my view, as never before. And so, I believe we must work together as never before. Okay. All right. This is interesting. Um, You can dismiss this as, you know, globalist rhetoric, or you can understand exactly what he is laying the groundwork for. He just said, we have to enhance and use our collective speed and strength. Now, what does that mean? I take you back to the president's first State of the Union, if you can call it that. When he briefed the, the um, reporters prior to the speech, he met with like four anchors that were all trusted. And he didn't tell them not to say this. What he said to them is, look, I want you to know where we're going here. We're at a we're at a inflection point and we're going to choose and we're going to figure out whether this democracy. And then he stopped and he said, you know, you guys might disagree with this. But I believe that our republic, our democracy can compete in the 21st century. But a lot of people don't think that. A lot of people think that we have to work as a collective and we have to model ourselves more in a in a way that China does. Because they have the speed to respond. Now, this is exactly the same argument they made in the 1930s and 40s when Mussolini and Hitler were there. 
they have the speed to respond. Well, we didn't need the speed. All we needed was the American people. The Germans were so far ahead of us in World War II. Their planes were the best. Everything was the absolute best. And they were churning them out like nobody's business. It took us two years of getting serious to be able to dwarf them. Why? Because the American people, when they have to do something, they get it done. When somebody says, our lives are threatened, or even better, the lives of people overseas, they are being slaughtered by a monster, we can mobilize and respond. But the idea here is, is that the invisible hand of the market can't be focused. We can't focus all of the sheep. So us ranchers need to come out and say, this is what the sheep need. I'm going to show you tonight on our Wednesday night special. This is a really, really important special. I'm going to show you your life is changing. Remember when they said the new normal and we said new normal? I don't want a new normal. I just want normal. You don't even remember what normal was like. Because you're already accepting this new normal where things aren't on the shelves. I can't go certain places. I can't do what I want. I can't find people to work for me. Already. Think of the times that you've gone to stores or you've gone to do things and it was a ghost town. Nobody was there. The store was closed. The store was empty. How many times have they told you, I have no idea when that is going to come in? This is just, this is just the beginning of things. It's not going back. Because they have a plan to unite all of us into one world order. Now, I know this sounds like a conspiracy, but it is not. It's what he means by build back better. That's the worst slogan I've ever heard. Build back better. Well, it's not his. It comes from the World Economic Forum. Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of Japan, France, Everyone, all leaders around the world are using the phrase build back better. It's not a conspiracy. They're out doing it. The changes that have already been put in are enormous and have massive, massive ramifications. I will show you tonight how the world including us, could be starving by 2030. I will show you tonight what's going to happen to the U.S. dollar, what their plans are for the U.S. dollar. I remember we were working in Radio City Music Hall at the time, and I figured a couple of things out. And one was, why would people start to destroy our country economically, internally, why would we spend ourselves into a place to where the dollar was going to crack? Remember, this was at the time when I said, we're going to, we're going to be downgraded. That's crazy. Moody's would never downgrade the United States. We are the gold standard. And what was it? Within a year, 
They downgraded us. And they knew, they knew that was going to happen. Because I knew. So why would you do that? Because we've tried. We've tried, and it's not working for everyone. See, if you've heard this in a speech lately from Joe Biden, you know, this is just not working for everyone. This system is, you know, we, we've tried it, and it's just leaving too many people behind. Right? And America has too much. We're too rich. We're, um, we're exploiting the earth. We're the big consumers, and we have, we're grotesque. There's people all around the world that don't have anything. We've always said, well, yes, but we're bringing people out of poverty. This system, as grotesque as it is, is the best one around. You got another one that's great. Tell me about it. Well, they have one, but they don't want to tell you about it because it's going to hurt a lot. Christine Lagarde, she's the, um, the, uh, the head of the central bank in Europe, basically their version of the Fed. She said that because of global warming, the Fed has a responsibility. All of the global central banks have a responsibility to do something about it. What is it they're going to do? You can't bring the world up to American standards. So you need to bring America down to everyone else's standards. The pain that is coming your way and all of it, all of it is gone without a vote. I'll show you some stuff on the because I started working on the chalkboard the last couple of days. And yesterday I was standing there and I was looking at it and I was like, and none of we didn't vote on any of this. We didn't vote for any of this. Nobody's even talked to us about it. That's right. Because now it's stakeholder capitalism. You don't, you don't get to vote on it. You voted for a leader, and the leader went to Davos and met with those people, and the leaders all around the world decided, this is what we're going to do. You had your vote. You voted for Joe Biden. I am convinced that this is possibly... The sole reason why they went after Donald Trump so hard. What did the Democrats do in uh, 19, what was it, 84? Right after they saw that Ronald Reagan could take over the Republican Party, he was the outsider. He wasn't supposed to win. He was not the guy that the party had selected. He's the guy the American people selected. And many in the GOP didn't like it. But the Democrats saw that and said, you can't have an outsider come in and do that. We're working on a long-term plan. And so that's when they developed their superdelegates and all of that stuff. That's when Bernie Sanders said this system was rigged. He was right. It was rigged intentionally. So an outsider could not come in. The Democrats have been freaking out about an outsider because it's taken them decades to be able to build this machine. You're not going to have some guy come in and say, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Donald Trump came in and he was not going to be a part of the Davos crowd. 
He was not the guy to go there. He's probably one of the only billionaire, really big, successful international billionaire that was not part of the Davos crowd. And they knew if he's in office, none of this happens. He's got to be. Now, this isn't why the press hated him. I don't know why the press, you know, how they sleep at night. But they were convinced by the, the people that talk to them and that they trust. Those people, I don't know how many steps away from the press they are from the Davos people. Some of them probably right in bed with them. But it didn't take a lot of convincing. But I'm telling you, the Davos crowd was the crowd that said he cannot be the president of the United States. Tonight, I'm going to explain all of this. I will show you the United States of Venezuela and what you can do to prepare for the economic collapse and the total transformation of everything you know about the United States of America. Tonight, 9 o'clock, only on blazetv.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK and you'll save 10% uh, on your uh, subscription. Right after a brand new Stew Does America. Gosh, it just, just gets so old, doesn't it? I just think people are excited about it. They need the excited voice to get excited about it. What do you What do you have on today? What are you What are you doing? Today? Well, first of all, you're going to come on the program. Mm, I think it's going to be great. So. Uh, you're always the highlight of my week. I know. Uh, also, we're going to be doing some stuff on the border. Uh, we focus on the border today because of what's going on. What the administration is ignoring. The way they're just smearing border. Those slave owners, the people, the right, guys go. who are just whipping, <laughs> I know, that's, making them into new slaves. Yes, that's not what's happening at all. It's mm. already been debunked, yet the media keeps running with it. It's crazy. They don't even care that it's already come out. I, I have to play. I have to play some audio on this, mm. uh, and we'll do it in a second. Also, Dan Crenshaw is joining us in about ten minutes, so stand by. All right, relief factor. We're all getting older. Eventually, we're going to die, and then that's it. Brought to you by Relief Factor. <laughs> hey. Relief Relief Factor says you don't, even though you're getting older, even though you have aches and pains and you, you might feel 70 when you're 30, you don't have to feel that way. Inflammation is uh, the biggest culprit in most people's pains. That's why Relief Factor works because it goes after the inflammation in f- like four different ways. It was developed by doctors. About 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works. Try the three-week quick start trial pack. It's $19.95. Try it for three weeks. Take it three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and see if it doesn't make a difference. 70% of the people go on to order more. If it's not working for you in three weeks, probably not going to work for you. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, it's crazy. I've wondered where Kamala Harris has been because she was put in charge of this border thing. And I haven't even. Yeah, she was. (laughs) And I haven't seen her anywhere. Nowhere. Until yesterday. And she is deeply troubled by what she is seeing on the border. 
Do you have any reaction to the Border Patrol agents using horse reins to rein in Haitian migrants down at the southern border? What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, but human beings should never be treated that way. And I'm deeply troubled about it. And I'll also be talking with Secretary Mayor. Shut up. That needs to be said from time to time. Shut up. It is their arrogance and their lies have just become. I mean, you really do have to be a, compl- a complete zombie at this point to believe that. You have to be a zombie. You are putting people in horrific situations, horrific situations where people are selling everything they have. They're getting into bed with drug cartels. God only knows what has happened to them on the way just to get to the border. Why? Because you have made it lawless. How many people have died? How many people have been raped? How many people have been beaten? How, how many people are being killed by drugs because this is empowering the cartels? The cartels are making a fortune off of the Biden policy. And you just don't think people should be treated that way. Which What way? What way? That a horse should be in front of them so they should stop doing what they're doing? So we show force and saying, stop coming here. It's bad for you. They weren't whipping anyone. And we're whipping a single person. You can take it frame by frame. That's not what was happening. And we should remind people that the, the people that they're trying to stop largely are people that have already crossed the Rio Grande, got to the bridge, left, went back to Mexico, and now are trying to recross like they're re-entering a concert after leaving. That We can't even stop them? There's no... It, do, they were what? just going I'm, back. They're taking a vacation and they're just going back. They forgot their sunscreen. I guess That's so. what happened. I guess so. And it's like, you know, they keep talking about how, uh, well, look, this is the moment they've been waiting for. And all these Haitians who've been here for a decade in Colombia and Venezuela and everything are making their way up here. Why? What do you mean? What is the moment that they're waiting for? The, the moment that they've waited for is to have an administration like this that will allow lawless behavior with no consequences. That's what they've been waiting for. The moment is here, apparently. And the, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks, and it is this administration's fault. Mm-hmm. And they are denying all of it. Dan Crenshaw comments next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ah, you're really going places there for a while. You had pedal to the metal, music turned up, hair blowing, and the air conditioning. Too bad it all had to come to an end. But you know the old saying, you can't ignore the check engine light. I think that's the saying. I don't know if it is. Now, your car is dead. You're uh, sitting on the, uh, the side of the road now. Your hair left you for another driver with a functional car. Here's the thing. If you have car shield... Don't worry about it because they're going to come pick you up. They're going to come and pick your car up and they're going to give you a rental car. And then they're going to be the ones that write the check uh, when you have the mechanic do all the work on it. They have you covered. If you don't have a warranty, you need car shield coverage. 
car shield the cars go further because they can keep them on the road carshields.com slash back that's carshield.com slash back use uh the promo code back you'll save 10 percent carshield.com slash back deductible may apply do it now all right, tonight, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Brand new Glenn TV right after a brand new Stu Does America. Whatever. Do you have any reaction to the Border Patrol agents using horse reins to rein in Haitian migrants down at the southern border? What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible and um, I fully support what is happening right now which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there Um, but human beings should never be treated that way and I'm deeply troubled about it and I'll also be talking with Secretary Mayor. I can't take it. Dan Crenshaw is here. Maybe he can take it longer than I can. He's more of a man. Uh, Congressman. (laughs) How are you doing, Glenn? I, I... I mean, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, I mean, what you just played is, is uh, a clip from Kamala Harris is, is infuriating. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm about to go as soon as we're done here. I'm going to get a speech on the House floor. And, and the theme of this speech is let's all just stop pretending. Thank let's you. Let's just stop pretending that, that Democrats even have, have any desire to secure the border because we, we all know they don't. I mean, we talk about this on, on shows like yours quite a bit, you know, because we're, we're asking ourselves why, like, why would, why would you engage in such bad policy? Um, you know, why would you, why would you take policy measure after policy measure that increases illegal immigration? And the answer is because that's exactly their goal. Uh, the, the, there's no other way to look at it. I mean, look, there's, I think there's a lot of, people who want to give some of them the benefit of the doubt and say, look, they're just, they're just bad at their jobs. I don't, you know, I don't, agree. Right. no way, but, but, but I think they do want this to happen um, because everything is so calculated. Everything is so deliberate. I mean, to throw your agents under the bus like that, do you have any idea what these border agents are going through every single day? Oh, you know, I, I, th- th- that looks mild to me. What happened when I saw in that video looks extremely mild to me. Now, granted a bit of like deployments in the middle East, that looks extremely mild to me, um, but, but by any standard, to be honest, especially when people are running across your border. And, um, well, so, you know, the other thing I think we should stop pretending, these people don't have an asylum claim. We should stop pretending they do, and they should be immediately deported. And um, it, it's, it's, it's gone way too far. The abuses have gone on way too long, and it's got to stop. It's, uh, I'll tell you, Dan, it, it is... Uh... I don't know where the GOP is, but the GOP has got to start standing up for the principles and the values that the American people, at least half of the American people hold. And that is, you know, we want to be fair. We want to be decent. I'm so sick and tired to be calling a racist or really I'm a racist. Do you know how many people my organization is saving that are uh, uh, of browner skin than mine uh, that don't, you know, necessarily uh, come from our Western culture uh, that are not of the same religion as I am? Shut up. These people are doing nothing on the left, and everything they're doing is actually hurting and enslaving the people they say they're helping. 
do you think this is a good life for these people who are on the border? They've they've now just sold everything, and many of them are being shipped to Haiti, a country they haven't seen in ten years. Yeah, it, it, look, that, that's exactly right. That actually gets to a, a deeper point about the immigration debate, one that conservatives need to use more often, um, which is this: it's immoral. Not, not just because it's a, it's a threat to our sovereignty, which it is, but also because you're cutting the line. And uh, you know, that, that's, like, that's, like, that's like moral rule number one that you learn as a kid. You can't cut the line, right? It makes you upset. Well, think about the millions of people around the world who have valid asylum claims. I mean, like the people you're talking about that your organization uh, helped save in Afghanistan. These are people with valid asylum claims who are actually probably going to get killed by their new government. You just can't say the same of the people just rushing across our border. I mean, are they bad people? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. Not, not most of them are not, but they're breaking the law and they're cutting in front of people who are also good people, but also uh, in desperate need of our asylum uh, claims. So it's, it, it's really immoral. And, and look, I mean, I, I think Republicans say that's, I mean, Republicans just have no power. I mean, I, I have yet to hear any Republicans who, who haven't spoken out against the border. Um, they have, it's just, um, and some of us have bigger platforms to do so. And we got to win elections. Look, I mean, we, we, we got to win elections. These, these things matter to an extraordinary degree. And, um, look, we're looking, we're searching for ways in Texas that, that we can kind of subvert the federal authority here and enforce our own state sovereignty. And I, and I think Abbott is looking at every avenue to do that. Um, but it's not easy, you know, because it's not as easy as just, we'll send more National Guard. Well, National Guard is no jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. You can't just arrest people. I mean, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's really tough. I mean, what you see on that, on the Border Patrol, what the Border Patrol agents are doing in that video that Kamala Harris was, was um, you know, clutching her pearls about, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're trying to have a show of force. Abbott did this too. He sent a bunch of Texas DPS agents yep. Uh, Department of Public Safety agents to just show a show of force, knowing full well that if, if that group just quietly walked past them, they can't do anything about it. And um, that's that's the real crux of this problem. It's, it's a legal problem. And, and you know what the other sad part is, Glenn, is it's so easy to fix. Um, reinstate migrant protection protocols that the Trump administration had in place. You know, build walls as much as they can, sure. But the, the, the real issue is disincentivizing crossing via good enforcement and via immediate deportation so that you remove the calculus that that these immigrants currently have which is well I'll probably get let loose and not even given a court date yeah. so hey let's give it a shot uh i have to thank you so much for uh for what you did in uh with pakistan for uh the afghanistan refuge uh, uh refugees it is it's crazy i get a call and they said glenn uh can you reach out to the Pakistani prime minister? And I'm like, what? why would he take my call? Apparently, he's a fan of some sort. And then as I'm getting into it, you had a fan uh, over there. And, and between these two, uh, I, I guess, these two leaders over there, uh, they actually, they, it, was, it was weird, wasn't it? You had to write a, a, a letter to, I can't remember the name of the general. He's um, oh, uh, Hamid. Uh, yeah, head, head of the ISI. The, yeah, yeah. This is the Pakistani intelligence service. And uh, you, you wrote a letter, and that was the thing that really helped turn the key. We had the prime minister, but then we needed General Hamid, 
and he was a huge fan of yours and you wrote to him and he turned the key. Yeah. It was interesting turn of events. Right. Um, and uh, I don't know why they're fans of ours. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, <laughs> I don't think either. I've ever said anything nice about um, Pakistan. You know, I know full well what we were dealing with and, in Afghanistan um, with Pakistan. They, but, they, but we've always had this sort of like interesting relationship with yeah. Pakistan, and it, which, which is indicative of the messiness of, of foreign policy in the Middle East, right? Everybody wants to think it's good guys and bad guys, but it, it's, never, uh, it's never that simple. I will tell you, um, and, if, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for General Hamid and the uh, Prime Minister of Pakistan, though, uh, thousands would not be moving to safety. Now, they have... They have opened that door that only Pakistan could have opened. Yeah, and, and, and they deserve some, a lot of praise for that. Um, they went ahead and, and used their influence, and they have a lot uh, to make it happen when our administration here was just not doing it. And, and, and it, was, it was difficult to deal with the State Department on this because you know, you'll, you'll finally get a hold of, of somebody with some power. And they're like, look, we've been working on this the whole time. You know, we're, we're, we're definitely with you. And we're like, okay, well, that's, that sounds good. Um, you know, I don't think you've been working on it the whole time, but it sounds like <laughs> at least you changed your mind. So, so let, that's great. You know, like I, I won't blast you on Twitter. Um, but, that, but, then, but then I'd come in and hear things from, from other groups, not necessarily yours, that, that they're still not getting planes out. And, and, and it's a complicated situation. I mean, sometimes there's a legitimate reason. Um, you know, State Department just couldn't verify who was on the plane. It, sometimes that was the case. But it was frustrating, and it just never felt like um, they were really taking it that seriously. And again, to, to, your, to your previous point, I, I, I thought they were all about helping. Yeah, I thought they were all about yep. And, and yep. you know, we were, hey, we're the racist. You I know. know. <laughs> and we're doing all the work. <laughs> they're, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. The, the, the truth, the truth is, is that Democrats are always more excited about getting people into the country that they that they believe they yep. can count on as a voter voter block. And like Afghans, like aren't necessarily. Yeah, they're like it's definitely not obvious that they would vote Democrat. And same with Cubans, Venezuelans. So they, yeah. they just have a less Puerto Ricans too. You know, n- notice they always call for uh, Washington D.C. state, but not Puerto Rico. Right. You know why that is? Because Puerto Rico elects Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I ask you one more question? Um, the army is coming out and talking about dishonorable uh, discharges for people who won't take the vaccine. Am I? Do I have that right? And if so, what can be done to stop dishonorable discharges from the military? That's not right. It, yeah, this is another infuriating thing. It's just they always have to take this too far. Look, I mean, look, I, I get it. In the military, required to take vaccines. Um, we, we've been required to do it for a long time. Um, now, people have concerns about this one. And you're not going to erase those concerns by forcing it on them. And you're, you're certainly not going to erase, erase those concerns by, by also changing DOD policy. Now, this is where it gets bad. You know, I, I'm unaware of anybody ever being expelled dishonorably from the military um, for, for a normal vaccine refusal. And in normal vaccine refusals, in normal times, you know, you can apply for the religious exemption. They don't really care that much. Also, you know, if you're six months away from retirement, uh, you don't have to take your vaccines anymore. And um, they erased that waiver for COVID-19. Wow. Specifically. You know, so it's just these little things that are so unnecessary. And there's, look, there's hundreds of people in the SEAL teams that just don't want to take it. Look, And my advice to them is, 
don't throw your career away for this. Like what they're doing is wrong, but don't throw your career away for this. Um, I, I have no evidence to suggest there's anything wrong with the vaccine. Talked to a lot of smart people on this. So, see, look, I'm a pro-vaccine guy. I'm just completely anti-mandate. Um, and you know, th- there's got to be a level of trust between the the authorities and, and the people underneath those authorities. And uh, that trust has been broken a long time ago. And our DoD leadership just needs to recognize that. Just be good leaders and recognize that. Look, you push too far. You're going to have a real a real blow to force readiness because you're going to force so many people out. The people that you need, by the way, recruiting isn't that easy. You know, there's not that many people that are really both qualified and want to join the military. So we need everybody we can get. And you're just kicking people out. You know, what if they had previous immunity? Like, why isn't there a waiver for that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've had a very small number of service members die from COVID. Very, very small. Um, and it's not surprising as to why it's like the age group is like 18 to 45 and generally healthy. Yep. Uh, there's a good reason that you're not hu- hugely at risk and to call this our number one threat. I don't know. Well, I'm not saying no, no, global, that, no, they're, glo- they're acting, global they're warming like is it. the number one threat. Global warming is. Oh, that, that's, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our ships will sink if the sea levels rise. Yeah, that's right. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, thank you so much for being on with us. Appreciate it. Great to be with you, Glenn. Thanks. You bet. Bye bye. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Legacy Box. Are you holding on to boxes of old home movies to share with your family? More importantly, do you even have the way to watch them? Every year, VCR and film projectors get harder and harder to find, and the media that you're storing the future on continues to wear down and become more vulnerable. Uh, we have been uh, redoing our house. Uh, we're two weeks away from it being finished. Oh, yeah. I thought you already two, said no, two weeks, weeks away. weeks away. <laughs> we're two weeks away from it being finished. Um, but uh, we we got to the place to where we found all of the boxes of all of the pictures and everything else. Oh, yeah. And I have the legacy box that I've been saving and want to have everything transferred over. It is. It's amazing how bad the pictures from the 70s and the 60s, they all just start to fade. They go away. All those color pictures, they're just so faded. You've got to preserve these things. And the thing I like about Legacy Box is once you get the box, like right now they're running a special of 40% off, you get the box, you can save it. You don't have to turn it in right away. You yeah. get the savings when you do the box. Oh, that's great. And and don't they have to something where like when you have these like faded pictures, they can actually help enhance them and bring them back to life a little bit. I mean, it's amazing. It's, pretty cool. it's a really amazing. Yeah. And you can get them on a thumb drive, the cloud, a DVD, whatever you whatever you want them stored on. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Uh, take advantage of the limited time offer. 40% off right now. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Legacybox.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. You know what I hate is the fact that we all see this as a dual culture right now. And these elites don't mean what they say. They, they don't. I mean, the Emmys were okay for everybody to gather and sit around and not have a mask. But you have to. I mean, in Los Angeles, it's crazy. You can't do anything. It's carved right out of the law. Right. If you're a performer, you don't have to deal with this stuff. And that makes no sense whatsoever. That's not how COVID works. Oh, really? Yeah. COVID, apparently, when you walk across the border, you can't get it. But when you fly in, you you can. can. You can. (laughs) You know, you can. As we all know, there's that level of height 
Like mm. It's a big deal with mm-hmm. COVID. You know, if you're in a plane, very dangerous. It's like if a you're nuclear walking, weapon. It wouldn't be as bad unless it was about two two uh, miles up above the city. There you go. If it hits the ground, <laughs> then it's not as bad. It's not as bad. Right. That's kind of what's going on with COVID hmm. okay. uh, here. All right. but, uh, it is it is interesting because we really have come a long way. I mean, things are, are much, even just this year, we were talking about this off the air, the Super Bowl in Tampa, there was 11,000 people in that stadium. And a bunch of cardboard cutouts. And a bunch of cardboard cut, cutouts to make it look full. That that was this year, in February of this year. You, you watch the if you watch the very first the kickoff game a couple weeks ago on Thursday night again in Tampa uh, Stadium. Oh, same stadium. I never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. completely packed. Like you know, wall to wall, completely packed to the rafters. And it's like, well, you know, they're not really rafters in an outdoor stadium, but that's that's a side yeah. point. The the bottom line the bottom line there is that like we. We really, it really has come a long way this year. I mean, things are different, and that was Florida in February of this I, year. They were only in, allowing eleven thousand. In New people. York, it's really, really bad, and they're saying you know they have to have vaccine passports. Nobody's really enforcing them. Yeah, and they're they're point their finger down to Texas. So it's like in Texas, and has been for a while. We got it. We got it. We got it. That's what they're saying. This is ridiculous. We got it. Sure. And they're not enforcing. Well, that's against the law in New York. Why Why aren't they enforcing it? Why isn't that happening? Because they know too many people are saying this is bullcrap. Just like I think with the Emmys. If you, if you are in Los Angeles and that's okay and you have to mask up, does that seem right to you? This is the Glenn Beck Program.